Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm very happy to be here uh, presenting these lectures. So, as Karen said, I'm here to talk today about real use cases uh, involving open data, so on public ones and with, within private companies as well. Um, so, here we are. So, this is me <laughs> and uh, the team I work with on a daily basis. So, to introduce you very quick about what open data is, and then we'll go to the use cases. Uh, we are a um, Paris-based company. We are three years old, so we are part of the starter program at the OTI. And what we do is we ha we are developing a software, so it's a turnkey platform to um, publish data on portals. So it can be an open data portal, it can be um, a private data portal within a company to share data within the company or with dedicated customers and partners with lots of different use cases. So it really depends on the usage of the data. Um, so if you want to click, yes, you've got all the references here. So yes, that was supposed to be my slide presenting the company. So basically what the software do, and you understand why I'm saying that in a few minutes, is it's publishing data on portals, but not just as a plain raw data catalogs, but as data visualizations and APIs. Uh, generating APIs uh, will help people afterwards develop applications very easily. That way you just don't have the raw data, but you have all the little codes to just put the data within any web or mobile application. And that's very important because that's uh, how very interesting use cases will be including data uh, thanks to the APIs. So this is a short quote from Forrester um, included in a very recent report, uh, data as a product or as a service will create new revenue and customer value streams. This is really important because uh, whether it's public open data or uh, paying database or internal data within a company, uh, by using this data and most of all um, cross-referencing this data, you will create new services, new applications and generate revenue and that's what we're going to see. So these are a few of our customers and I'm showing you here because I will talk about them in a few minutes. So I will present you use cases that we do with our customers but also other ones because not everyone is working with us but there are some interesting use cases of open data reuse um, everywhere. Uh, most of the use cases I will I will talk about are French because we are French based and that way uh, maybe I've got more chances that you don't you haven't heard about it before. But uh, actually I don't know what level of information all of you are so I'm I hope that I won't say so so much stuff that you already know about. Actually some of use cases are pretty standards including um, involving transportation companies for example or accessibility uh, issues for disabled people and kind of things. But some of them are more interesting and maybe you haven't heard of it before so I will try to do that. So first, before using data to uh, create new services and innovate, you first have to <coughs> share it and to find um, and to publish when you're public administration government or also companies we are actually working with some private companies who are um, opening their data to the general public even if they're not uh, administration or the it is. Uh, and uh, what we believe in, as I said, is um, the kind of new generation of open data publishing which is uh, 
take some distance from the plain raw data catalog publishing because well, most of the people don't know what the data is about, how to use it. If you're not a specialist, it's very uh, difficult to go on most of the existing open data portals and know what to do with the data. Well, it's weird formats when you're not a developer and don't know how to use it, or sometimes it's for this data in formats that you are, will not be able to use it. For example, a PDF file, it's not open data, okay? It's some data, some information that you have access to, but it's not machine readable, so it will be uh, difficult to reuse. So this is an example of one of the open data pools that uh, we are powering with our technology. Uh, what I wanted to show you is that there are um, visualizations included. Um, publishing data as uh, interactive visualizations will help people, before they create new services, understand what the data is about. That way they won't have to download every single data set and, and, and play with the data and see what they can do. Uh, they can understand it beforehand and then maybe know quicker uh, what kind of um, value is in the data. So for example, we have uh, charts and graphs that are automatically generated uh, by the platform. Uh, we also have some images uh, when there are images in the data sets and we also have interactive maps. Uh, that way people can easily understand what the data is about without having to go into the raw data. And once that you've opened the data, uh, well, that's when you create services. So I will show you a few examples of um, what people we know do with open data and also when they cross-reference it with uh, other data. So for example, this one is a really nice example. So it's from SNCF. SNCF is uh, the French National Railway Service, so a transportation company. And um, they have an open data portal. Um, so for example, this data set uh, shows here, what's highlighted here is the types uh, every week, uh, it's updated every week, they publish the incidents that are on the rates. So that way, people, you, me, but also people um, doing construction work or dealing with um, um, commuting and transportation issues, that kind of things, know all about the incidents. So you've got two things. Uh, on one hand, you know what has what has been done, like uh, as for incidents, so when there has been a problem on the line. But uh, with all the data that is aggregated in time, you can also do some predictive modeling and some uh, machine learning. That way you can, either, you can also predict, well, maybe on this specific line, last year there were incidents, and this is the frequency, and this is the type of incident there are. So I can predict that next year there will be that many incidents if nobody does a thing uh, regarding uh, repairing it, construction, and that kind of thing. But this one is really interesting because uh, they also use that to, uh, for marketing and communication purposes regarding transparency, since they are a transportation company, uh, they try to um, say, well, we are we are being transparent, we are giving you the information we don't have to because they're not a public administration. Uh, but uh, we want to show some <coughs> efforts and, and do it. Uh, this is another one, so uh, it's also a transportation case, also regarding trains. So this one, what you see on these maps are the lines are the, the railroads, the points are uh, is construction work done on the railroads and the areas are towns. These kind of maps and uh, associated dashboards are created by 
transportation company and public administration for internal purposes actually uh, they are sharing with um, with well the within the company within the transportation <coughs> one the construction work one and also the public administration and politicians that way um, everyone can know all the time what at which in which specific location there is some construction work done uh, why etc and uh, that is related to potential delays uh, potential routes changing that kind of things um, these kind of maps includes um, open data some of some of the data are, is private and some of the data is uh, open open data from the transportation company and that's by cross-referencing this data that you can have that kind of dashboards. Uh, this one is actually a pretty interesting one. Uh, we're involved in uh, several smart city initiatives. Uh, so uh, most of the time the smart city initiatives be be uh, begins with an open data portal. But uh, once you've got some open data portal, what do you do with it? So in some uh, territories, we've put together in the same room uh, well, uh, local administration people and with um, um, transportation company of the area, energy providers, uh, water supply uh, companies, that kind of things. And we say, well, uh, you have some interest um, in sharing data with each other, uh, including the open data from the administration, but also private data from the uh, energy suppliers, water suppliers, transportation company, because that way you will better understand how your territory, all of the territory utilities and, and supplies work, and you will make better decisions, uh, for example, regarding pollution or regarding uh, electricity <coughs> distribution, that kind of thing. So we create that kind of dashboards. Uh, on this one, so I'm sorry, I'll make this simple in French, but on this one, you've got, for example, on the map, the, where the sensors are in the, in the town. Uh, the second one is uh, conception of water. Uh, this one is the composition of the water, so you've got uh, the temperature, pressure, um, and I don't know how to say English, I think it's chlor, chlorus. It's one of the components of the water. Um, this one is about pollution, so you've got the levels of CO2 and, uh, and, and polluting things in the air. Uh, this one is the temperature in um, some public, uh, uh, public buildings. Uh, this one is about water perception. I think this one is about um, noise, because noise is also part of the pollution. So it's that kind of thing is very representative of uh, how cross-referencing data, private and open, can lead to better decision-making because that kind of dashboards is a, a real-time monitoring of it. So you can know every day um, what are the conceptions, etc. Um, this one, it goes with the one beforehand, it's um, an application of um, noise tracking, actually. Uh, that way you can know more about um, noise pollution within your town, so it goes in the dashboard that I showed you beforehand. This one is a very interesting one. It's one of my favorite ones. Uh, we work with one, well, you can guess from the logo, we work with a um, very big um, utilities uh, company, Global One Lights. And um, one of the projects that we've done with them is a project tracking water production um, time and how to develop applications with the, the data that they've got. So what we did is we have cross-reference data from uh, different sources. They've got sensors in uh, water production plants, 
we cross-references with, with internal databases, but we also include open data about weather and open data about uh, where the, the water is, the water um, tanks, spaces, that kind of things. And, um, and we create as well dashboards. So you've got the graphs, you've got the maps. And as I was um, mentioning before, you can generate revenue from it uh, because um, this specific use case is they're using it internally between business units, but they've also um, developed applications with the APIs I was telling you about generated directly automatically from the platform. And the applications that they've um, developed, um, they sell it to their customers and partners. So their partners and customers use it the applications, they're paying for it, and uh, these applications are built with data that has been cross-referenced internal and uh, external. Uh, this one is also an interesting one. One of our customers is a um, smart traffic camera um, uh, com provider company, and they've got lots of different um, customers in different countries. For example, they've supplied the, um, the traffic cameras during the World Cup in Brazil, so it's all over the world. And uh, same thing as Veolia. They use a platform to upload their own data, so uh, the data coming from the camera, meaning um, uh, traffic speed, uh, the density of cars on the road, road etc. And they also cross-reference it with the data I was telling you about, so for example, the incidents, uh, the road, state of the road, construction one, that kind of things. Also to create dashboards uh, for their customers and themselves. This one is also an interesting one. So I'm not allowed to say what customer it is because they've got confidential information <coughs> it, but for some of our customers in the banking, insurance, and retail industries. They have also asked us to help them cross-reference open data with their own data. So in this case, they're using, the open data that they're using is um, social um, demographical data, the kind of thing. So data about the people, about uh, employment rates, um, ages, etc. everything from the census, census data. And they cross-reference this with their own uh, customer <coughs> relationship management data. Uh, that's very interesting because by doing that on specific areas, uh, they can also have predictive modeling about, well, for example, if you're regarding insurance companies, but the risks of people, and so um, according to some rates, according to this data. So this that's what you're seeing on this map and on this one. So you've got, well, it's in French, but you've got some of the, uh, it's employment rates, it's, um, automobile equipment rates, uh, population density, uh, contracts, so that's from the company, and the, some CRM information. Um, this one is also another interesting one regarding a specific territory. So on this dashboard you've got cross-reference, uh, some cross-referencing of data um, of different sources. So you've got some as well demographic data uh, you've got some uh, cultural data uh, on the territory, so these are equipment in Guadeloupe, so it's a French territory. Uh, you've got here the schools, you've got the, you've got the doctors and the hospitals. Uh, here you've got a focus on the schools. And with that dashboard, uh, so this one has been created for local administration, it's to also monitor um, specific data about their territory. So this is another example, but I like this one. What you can also do with open data is data-driven journalism. So I'm sure you already know about that. But um, actually, it's very easy to do it with our platform because 
since it's generating interactive visualizations, you just have to um, embed it in other um, in other websites. Either if you're uh, a journalist and you've got your own data portal, or either if you want to embed a visualization coming from open data portals from um, specific uh, administration or authority. Uh, that is really convenient to do, actually. Mm. This one, another one that I like, um, on this heat map, you've got all of the incidents in the city of Chicago for several years. Actually, you, you can't see it on the heat map because you don't have specific points, but the map with specific points shows that there are millions, millions of data in this data set. And with that kind of heat map, which is um, from open data information, so incidents, uh, private company mm -hmm. can also um, take value out of it. So for example, you can see what are the nice areas or not. So if you're in real estate, if you're in insurance, uh, if you're dealing with cars, if you're dealing with actually lots of stuff, this kind of information is very useful. So that's the type of information we're cross-referencing uh, with internal data with our customers. This one is also a nice one. So as I told you uh, earlier in the speech, uh, we've got lots of transportation company examples because well, they're uh, they were part of the first ones using open data and opening data as companies. So this one is the real-time availability of uh, bikes in Paris. So it's, uh, or Velib is the equivalent of Barclays bikes here. Uh, so on this map, so it's, it's the open data portal of the city of Paris. You always have in real time the number of available bikes at one station and the number of um, parking spots available. And actually, this specific data sets has a lot of really uses. Lots of people are building applications out of it, lots of startups company. Um, other people are as well cross-referencing it with other information, for example, traffic information, because well, you've got bikes, because you also have the, the traffic in Paris is very dense, so you want to do some predictive modeling with it, that kind of things. Um, and as I told you, I wanted also to show you other examples that are not done by our customers, but uh, last week I was uh, a member of a jury of a, a French national um, how do you say, a challenge about reusing open data on a national level, and here are some of the examples that I found interesting. So this one, it's also open data basics, is um, how can you use open data to help citizens? And in this specific case, it's um, people with disabilities. So for example, this is a map of the um, parks and uh, green areas in Paris where that you can access when you are in a wheelchair or not. And as you can see, there are lots of red dots, meaning that lots of, um, of uh, locations are still not accessible for person, persons with wheelchair. With that kind of application, you have on one side um, open data to put data in the application, but what's interesting it's, is uh, it suggests people to um, give some information as well. So it's crowd sourcing and crowd fixing because people can say, well, your information is good or not, it has changed, now it's available, now it's not anymore. And so they are pushing application as well, uh, sorry, they are pushing data as well in the application, and that way the developers of the application can push emails to the administration saying, well, there is a problem there. This place used to be accessible for people in wheelchair and it's not anymore, or that kind of thing. It's just uh, putting some requests. This one is another nice one. It's um, more <coughs> business one. Come up prices is a, an application that uses 
data um, opened by the French customs about raw materials. So, for example, here you've got cocoa, but it can be anything. It can be uh, 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 minerals, it can be uh, wood, whatever um, uh, raw material comes in and comes out of the country. The uh, customs actually give out the data. And startup has um, developed a specific website uh, with all of these traits, which are uh, way easier to understand than other stock exchange, stock exchange places of raw materials, actually. So uh, they're having some success, and it's really interesting because that way they will generate revenue uh, from it. They have a premium model, so of course the data, you don't have to pay for it because it's open one, but they've got some um, a level of services in top of it that they uh, monetize. Uh, this one is an interesting one. I haven't talked about uh, health uh, for the moment, but this one is an application about uh, medication, actually. Um, the health services uh, have opened some uh, information about the, the medication. So, for example, um, when well, the um, components of it, um, the um, when you can have it with another one, that kind of thing. And these guys from Medicayo have uh, developed uh, an application with some intelligence on top of it, uh, making it easier to cross-reference the data within the data set to see, for example, when there are bad interactions between um, medication or um, to see if um, if you've got, for example, if you're allergic to a specific component, that kind of thing. So, And that was not possible to do it before. Um, and this one is the last one. So it was not part of last week's challenge, but it has had some success in France. It's called Tranquilia. It's an application that has been developed by a company called SNPs. And uh, what they do is they have used open data uh, from the transportation companies, and they have um, developed some predictive modeling uh, from machine learning to predict when there will be room in the trains, especially the busy one, um, to have a seat. And actually, it's very popular because uh, that way people can know if they will be able to sit in a train or if they wait two minutes they will go in the other train, they can things. Just a simple use, but actually it's very popular. So, I don't know if I still have time or... Yeah, okay. So, but if you've got any questions... Yeah, sure. It was very quick, I know, but I just wanted to give an overview of different industries and use cases that uh, were in which open data was useful. So, but the, the biggest one are probably moment transportation company and energy providers as well as water production. But as, you, as I've said, um, people like retail, banking, insurance are beginning to uh, say, well, we want a piece of the cake as well. I think it will be better for us. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.